My name is Jack Oatway. And I'm Jay Oatway. And we welcome you back to another episode of Like Dragon, Like Sun. That's right, where there's two generations of D&D players, that's uh, me and him, uh, talking smack about the world's greatest role-playing smack. game. Yeah, that's what the kids are saying these days. It's a way of saying, like, we are, like, trash-talking and putting oh, it trash down. trash-talking. I thought you were, like, we're putting it up, and that's definitely not what smack-talking smack is. I'm sure even you know we're, that. We're tearing down D&D. I don't, I don't stand by that at all. <laughs> See, this is what the great thing about this podcast. Yeah, is get we get two have, different perspectives. We get real different perspectives. I um, try to bring it up. Dad tries to tear it down. Uh, for those of you who have listened to previous episodes, you'll know that I love D&D. Yes, and I secretly hate everything about it. No, <laughs> Just everything that I say about no, it. No, we both... Uh, so today we it's are so going to disagree about uh, a cool character idea that we Disagre- have. <laughs> That's right. We're gonna we're here to disagree about this controversial cleric idea. Controversial, controversial, right. crazy, crazy idea. Um, it's not even a new one. I know a lot of our our podcasts are about have things been that about are new, new, cutting new. edge, brand new, never seen this before. But in fact, we're going back to a build which was really our like one of the first characters we made in fifth edition mm. when we got hands on the book but making it as if but we're doing it different this time yeah exactly treating it differently not thinking of it just as your typical oh whatever and i think a lot of people look at it and immediately skip past it because they think oh whatever i don't want to play that and it, maybe that it's old and boring but you haven't really haven't really thought about it mm. and that's what we're here to help you do we are here to talk give you about a way to steal this character and surprise I everybody it was no i still a little old at this point but i believe it wasn't basic rules in, in is, in is, isn't like xanathar like you know 5.5 or something is it i thought i thought it's we all, in like sixth edition no, no. what what <laughs> what we're moving too fast no isn't tasha's like sixth edition i figure i'll become a person who's like nah fifth edition was the best edition i don't know all these kids are playing these I, days i feel that way like I've, anybody who even says hey you know what sixth edition should have i'm like you shut your mouth we are never leaving fifth nope. edition this is it final version this is it this is good to forget this it's is, like how windows windows has been sitting at windows 10 for like exactly. a decade or whatever now like we don't have to go anywhere we're not we're mac you know we can slow down a little we're bit good. we just leave it where it is you know, um, we're in a good place right now anyways tell the good people out there what the heck we're talking about this week i am talking about the forge domain cleric yay clerics not grave domain although i do love grave domain all the same if you're familiar with caduceus that's your favorite isn't it? i love grave domain maybe not i mean could be a contender for my favorite cleric subclass i think definitely potentially is now that you say it but I also love Forge Domain, something I haven't looked at in a long time, and something you often think, oh, whatever, Dwarf, Morden, they got like some anvil they carry with them or whatever, and they're good at you know making stuff. Yeah, well, and that's where we first went with this. When we mm. first built the first smith ever was a dwarf whose religious temple was a forge. Mm. And that's kind of really cool, actually. It, yeah, uh, it's as, still a as very a first, cool idea if you go that Very way, kind of you know? obvious step into d It's not just like some righteous warrior, you know, god or some healing god or some god of light or a god of death even i feel is a little overdone these days it's a forge domain it's about creation you know 
And I think we often get like caught in the idea of like you know dwarves hammering away away at something in some deep. Yeah, again, it's very. I think like, we're trying to get to in fifth edition these days is to get away mm-hmm. from races being stereotyped yeah. and dwarves. I don't know why nobody's standing up for dwarf rights, um, but dwarves don't all have to be, you know, hammer carrying, you know, smiths. Like, mm. come on. Yeah. Uh, come on. Someone picked brewer's tools already. Well, I think they've done that as well. I mean, but there's some like, we got to stop treating all the dwarves the same. They're like, anyways, we're not, not here to- Not all dwarves understand stone cutting, okay? We will at some point do a, oh. a, a wacky dwarf build, but that's not today. Although we did a really cool one with the fishing net once, but- Oh, yeah. We should do another one sometime yeah. soon. Uh, today, we are talking about a spin on the crafty tinkerers. Sure. That's right. Kobolds. Sure. Did, and, were you thinking goblin? Were you thinking and, gnome? And I cannot no. wait until, uh, at least at the time as we're recording this, uh, D&D Beyond has yet to get the kobold hmm. uh, new abilities up there from the new Unearthed Arcana. I think this build will be even super cooler once that sort of is in place. But I think the general idea, the premise behind this is we're starting with a kobold because of their, I don't know, there's a sort of, um, there's a mischievous nature yeah. Again, not to pigeonhole them all, but the way that I want to play this, I sort of feel the the kobold, and not being a kobold coward, but being a, this is a very kind of a... Roguish somehow. Yeah, this is a, this is a, a kind of gutsy. That could be an interesting multi Kind of a this. gutsy kobold, to be honest. A uh, rogue cleric. So I this, can see that. This is, and also, let's just be clear to start with, this cleric isn't going to be a really religious-y sort of cre- uh, class. This, no. We're using the, the class features but they're much more of a hunter. Yeah, or if you do want to go the very, like, almost appraising a deity thing, this could be appraising some form of dragon I could see with the features that once we get into it, and you'll see what I sort of mean. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but that's what I think kobold, again, trying to not be pigeonholed per se, but something would be a fun but, idea. Okay, so here before we like sort of dig into really dig into how this build's going to work and what the sort of theme idea is, it there's something in the player's handbook that I want to like point out um, that it says about clerics. They say that harnessing divine magic doesn't rely on study or training. And while some clerics might learn formulaic prayers or ancient rites, that doesn't matter. The ability to cast cleric spells relies on devotion and an intuitive sense of the deity's wishes. So our build on this has a sort of devotion and and Mm -hmm. a sense of deity's wishes kind of at the core of what they're going to be doing all the time. Um, it, 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 it's actually, I think it's really fun to do a cleric that actually has regular religious practices that they role play at the table, but that may have benefits for the party. Yeah. And it's very obvious with a couple of the forge domain features, which are very much so ritualistic in a certain sure. way. Uh, so this mm. this build essentially is a money making build. A little bit, if your DM allows. Again, uh, it's look, a little bit of a twist on the rules. In I think some it's, way. I think it's kind of a fun thing to throw at your DM in a way. Um, mm. Having having a party member who can generate magically generate yeah. wealth. <laughs> for you it's a bit of a rumpelstiltskin idea in a way you know the old fairy tale of the the little guy who is asked to spin straw into gold 
well, this character kind of has a similar idea, but instead of it being straw, we're looking for metal. Specifically, if you want to get super creepy with it, constructs, perhaps. Yeah, if you were a hunter of metallic constructs, that would be make this mm. a really co- creepy goth build, perhaps. Yeah, I considered multi-classing into ranger to gain constructs as a favorite enemy. Just to be able to, you know, hunt, track them down in some way. Doesn't feel super worth it to me in what it doesn't, you know, prevents me from getting in other places. But I do like the the concept of that hunter, you know, hunting down constructs or finding metals. If you want to go in the classic sense of a kobold miner of some sort that is, you know, worshipping and appraising their, I, I think, potentially red dragon of some sort deity so much that not only are they gaining the elemental you know, magics that well, come from brass. Them, brass but. dragons have the the real love of treasure, don't they? Do they? I thought. I mean, you I mean, think they're they classic evolve, red but... horde, no? But red dragon wants the big horde, and I'm thinking because they get things like heat metal as well that that could make sense um, in a certain way. But if you're not understanding the feature we're talking about, at second level you pick up something called artisan's blessing using your channel divinity, which. It's second level, starts at once per day, but eventually at higher levels can go up to two and maybe three at super high levels, I believe. Um, but essentially, the your channel divinity you get from a your second subclass, one at sixth level, and then you get uh, when's your next channel divinity? Mm-hmm. Uh, eighteen. You eighteen. Three. So way higher. Um, I wish it went arc druid it, style. Yeah, it kind of be nice if there was a will. couple more. <laughs> yeah, this would be a really cool build on that one. Unfortunately, that's not the case, but still. Potentially at 6th level, twice per day, you can conduct an hour-long ritual, so during a short rest. Also, you recover this during a short rest, so could you theoretically do it, short rest, do it again? Yeah. Interesting proposal. Absolutely. I think it's one of those, like, um, you know, if you had some, if you had downtime days, right, you could do it it, over an eight-hour period. You could do it four times. Mm. Um, That'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it also it sort of depends about how much your DM is willing to work with you on this and like let you get away with it in a sort of a sort of way. But well, let's why, start getting into what the, the feature same time, is. I, I would make the argument that you, as a DM, you rarely would restrict any cleric's channel divinity. Well, I mean, if, if it's gonna, a money making cheat like this one sort of is, well, maybe. But but again, you're not. Are you breaking the game by making money? I don't know. Well, it's like, well, okay. Well, let's get into what the feature says. You conduct an hour-long ritual that crafts a non-magical item that must include some metal, a simpler martial weapon, a suit of armor, ten pieces of ammunition, a set of tools, or another metal object. Like a construct. Well, no, we're not making constructs. No, we're you, making bars of oh, gold. Oh, right? I see what you're saying, what we're making out of it. But we're melting down. Or coins. Yeah, so you got to go get your hands on some metal. Which could be a kind construct of that you've killed almost or anything. captured. Yep, could be a, a dead warforged, could be... Uh, you know, suit of armor could be almost anything, really. Yeah. Um, the thing is, it says a ma- object made of metal. Doesn't specify iron, steel, silver. Nope. What it could kind be of metal? Copper. You could make adamantine. You could make. I mean, we'll get into some of the restrictions. Uh, the creation is completed at the end of the hour, coalescing in an unoccupied space uh, of your choice on a surface within five feet of you. So, you know, at the end of the hour, it just appears, right? Yeah. The thing you can create can be something that is uh, worth no more than a hundred GP. So that's your it. price limit. You can literally in an hour make a one hundred GP gold bar, provided 
that you must lay out metal, which can include coins with value equal to the creation. This could be a m- quick money converter, cash exchange, if you want it to be, where you right. lay out, but the, you know, the 10 GP of, worth of copper The beauty of, of killing an iron golem is that there's, there's like a, so I don't know, like 100,000 gold inside this thing, and you just carve off a little piece of it every day. Um, yeah, melting away like of a years of, of effort just to, to get gold coins. Uh, it gives me sort of weird alchemy vibes almost at the way, like just turning metals into gold or, or certain things, you know. Could you tr- get like get a chunk but of lead? Just to be Could clear you... though, do we have to have, we have to have an equivalent value? Is that what it's saying? It, the value must be equal to the creation, right. uh, at which point the metal at the end of the you know, ritual irretrievably, keep that in mind, convalesces, right. uh, coalesces and transforms well, into the creation. There's actually a bigger limiter on this than I thought there was, because I was sort of thinking... You could like literally turn it to volume, gold. volume to volume, no. like from one thing to another. It's value to value. All right, so that's that definitely won't break the game. No DM's going to be worried about this. I was a bit worried well, about it I don't know. when I was thinking, oh, I can take one hundred copper coins <laughs> and turn them into one hundred gold coins. I think though, well, uh, which quick suddenly thing. you're okay. like way better than any transmuter out there. Um, if you could do that, but this is, this is simply one-to-one value exchange. So that's, that's fine. But still it's turning something that's typically hard to sell, like a, a robot arm perhaps, and turning it into a, you know, solid gold bar, which, Mm. you know, who is not going to want to buy that, you know, from you at, at some sort of town, I'm sure. Well, maybe I don't know who's who's in the market for gold bars per se, but well, you could make you gold the idea. coins, I guess, right? Couldn't or you? yeah, turn it into coins. Sure, why not? You know, turn it into something that you can pay with at, at the local inn, at the local tavern. I mean, it does sort of seem to describe shop. it as an item, but yeah, could you make a bunch of coins with it? I don't see why not. I, it doesn't seem to be like the one item sure. has to be continuous. Yeah, and if you're more of a metal nerd as well. Start thinking about what other could you turn it into mercury of some kind? Sure. Could you turn Poison it into the hell out of somebody like, with it? What is the value conversion between iron and tungsten? Because tungsten sure is a whole lot heavier, you know, per whatever value is. If we're not going off of like you know volume, instead going off of you know whatever value is, I think you could certainly make something heavier, make something way lighter, you know. There's we could be totally creative with this. Uh, I think. Well, and and. Let's talk about magical metals. So sure. one of the hardest things in the game to get your hands on would be mithril. Right. Could you make mithril with this? How, how much does that you cost? You can make though? 100 GP worth of mithril, which mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much that is. And like, also, by the way, did you forget that you now also get smith's tools? So you can use those as well to maybe turn that mithril into an actual piece of armor over a couple yeah, so days. So maybe, maybe you're just making mithril ingots to start with. Um, I think this is really overlooked in terms of what, what its creative potential could be yeah or um, here quick fix you know oh does anyone have silver coins and like you're going up against werewolf you know the next day yeah especially you know some Let's sort of curse some of Strahd, throw a bunch of silver give me your sword being bada boom an hour later silver sword the end of that short rest now your weapon is silvered you're welcome yeah where creatures beware exactly or adamantine i mean you can create adamantine yeah, yeah. i assume yeah if this. you're if you're struggling against some gargoyles mm. yeah Someone's, you know, you faced a rust monster and you really just need to create a new weapon for someone. Easy, you know, not hard to do. And then, not only that, but if you had a long rest, you can then make it magical. That's nice. I believe it becomes a magic item. So, 
you can override those non-magical resistances, and you can give someone a plus one bonus to AC or plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls if it's a weapon, which is very nice. Um, again, once sort of a once per long rest sort of feature, but still, every long rest you can give someone a free plus one item. You know, I think pairing that with Artificer and suddenly the whole party's decked out with magic stuff. Yeah, certainly no one's gonna you know. Yeah, dislike I, you for and that. I guess yeah. This is it's a kind of exciting to revisit uh, an old older subclass like this, and suddenly be you Enticed know just it. having all these sort of like really interesting creative ideas. Um, yeah, I like to think world... of it as a a, drag, a draconic blessing that you bestow upon something, or that you know, well, so you raising your deity. They, well, and you know, I almost see this character return as, it to the horde. Well, this is just, this. I almost see this channel divinity being. Um, being something that the kobold would really want to be doing mm. at least once per day, possibly more times. I could see it almost being like a call to prayer type thing, like any chance that they get where they can have an hour to convert metal, they're converting yeah. it. And so maybe they can, yeah, so maybe sometimes you can't convert a whole 100 GP worth. Or I could see an NP or like a whole day's worth of cobalt are stealing metal where they can find it, mining out their caverns, sure. like collecting it together. And then at the end of the you know day, if they can, multiple times a day, this cleric, almost sort of leader or, you know, yeah, yeah. de facto person, gold. Throw it to, melts it all down into gold and then throws it back to their dragon's hoard. And in return, that cleric gains things like searing smite, magic weapon, heat metal, elemental weapon wall of fire these things feel very brass gold or red dragon to me you know given the fiery nature or if your dm's willing change it to something more appropriate to whatever dragon type that might be as well i i think it's a very interesting idea you know a weird spin making it less godly per se and making it a little bit more you know classic kobold and dragon relationship there you know yeah i was uh, i was just looking through the dragons and i because i'd mentioned the brass ones i had this m- picture in my head what was it about brass dragons that i liked and it's the fact that they bury their um treasures in sand well it's they live in the desert so yeah sense. and so sand sometimes shift and you know adventurers or wanderers sometimes happen across you know a chest in an oasis or a treasure cache you know tucked half buried in, the, in a desert rune um and not recognizing that oh well, i've just stumbled across a brass dragon's hoard that's been revealed yeah um yeah, so it's it, I don't know why I thought brass might be kind of a fun one for for these sort of kobolds to be attached yeah. to, but um, but yeah, I just love their idea that their devotion to sort of some sort of dragon deity or some sort of like or even just a dragon, who's dragon just deity, itself. just a dragon, and That's the and that the act of devotion, warlock life that they like get almost. their their magic from this act of devotion is this process of transmuting this metal into mm-hmm. gold i could see this as an npc and it's not even necessarily giving the gold to the dragon it's just the the process of creating could. the gold i think definitely it would it would be totally happy for some for yeah. gold i mean you're adding to its but hoard, maybe though. if you're not even close to your your dragon's hoard though or, or whatever that it's just that it's just that process of creating more gold that is the re- religious act mm. um the holy act of making gold sure and and just like you know uh, you've always got players who are hey let's loot the bodies and see what we can find and you know maybe you find some gold maybe you don't but for these guys it would be like 
everything, anything metal, everything, every buckle, Take every little, pin, every shoe buckle, every, every belt buckle, yeah, every everything. Uh, every coin, every dagger, every knife, every spoon and fork on a table. Give it. They to can't go to an inn without guy. like like stealing all of the silverware. Um, yeah, lots and lots of just lifting and then melting it into gold and then turning it to gold and yeah maybe some of these things aren't worth that much in gold maybe maybe they can they can't even get a whole gold coin worth out of it um maybe you make some silver coins out of it instead yeah and you work your way up to gold coins or make some copper coins and then you get enough of those stacked up you make a gold coin and i don't know i just sort of feel like this idea of of your religion being making money for the party or mm. you know for the dragon but maybe it gets spent before it ever gets back to the dragon. Um, is there really kind of fun money maker? And yeah. you're right. It doesn't have to stop at at just making the gold then, right? It could be, you, you can take it that step further if you suddenly find yourself in possession of way too much gold to carry. Maybe you start converting it into, like I said, mithril. Yeah, something else. Something a little bit more. Because then now you've got 100 GP worth of anything you want, you know? Yeah, you, pretty your party much. takes a few days and you you convert this into really high price magical material yeah make someone a new fresh set of armor you know plate mail is looking a little expensive why don't i just make it you know well again or why don't oh, i, make I guess you, you can't make why it. don't it's i make you mithril a mithril mithril breastplate like oh that's probably too expensive how much is breastplate normally how look up how much breastplate breastplates uh not not too really bad. i thought it was like full plate full right? plate's like 1200 ish if it's more than anything more than 100 gp you can't make it unfortunately yeah not all at once but well could you oh well that's an interesting question for your dm could you say i spend multiple days well you make ingot right so i would make right and then uh, you use 100 your gp ingot, one, and then right? yeah you melt it all down and smith it into a proper breastplate when you get a chance okay huh so yeah you you make ingots in small amounts so breastplates are worth 400 so you'd need this could know, also be a blacksmith's assistant, assistant type yeah, of character yeah. as well. I mean, you you yeah. have you know four hundred, four one hundred, you know GP hunks of of iron or steel or whatever it is that you're making your breastplate out of, and yeah. um, and then yeah, you you take some time to forge that into breastplate. But again, that could have all come from like you know plow shears and pitchforks and farming equipment that you like raided from the countryside um who knows like where you like and if and you really why, want to mess with someone this is why i love that like the, the, the mm. sort of cobalt nature to sort of the the uh sort of play like the brazen you know anything metal is mine yeah uh, i will take anything it's like the whole shiny idea but it's not even yeah it is kind of the shiny idea but without it being a shiny per se it doesn't have to be gold doesn't have to be i mean they don't even care about gemstones is the thing i, I like to think you know they see like a big ruby it's like whatever throw it toss yeah, yeah. it who cares don't care it's not made of metal doesn't look for matter. metal and like a little like tiny like little pin and like grab it, grab it quick <laughs> you know anything metal they can get their hands on i think it's quite funny i mean i imagine how annoying like you could just so frustrating for your dm turning something to like like mercury where it's just like liquid at room temperature and just like tears the structure apart you know uh especially if it's like put like fastened together by metal or, or, or some fashion like that i imagine you can get quite creative with this um because only the metal so you throw a dagger down you know say you want to use that as a part of your melting down into gold anything that's not the metal is left behind in the transformation because only the metal is you know 
coalesced and transformed into the creation, um, which can also, by the way, magically form even non-metal parts of the creation. So if you wanted to make a sword with a you know leather type hilt or a little, I mean, a gemstone wouldn't be in your typical one, but theoretically you could fashion one provided it doesn't you know push the cost over 100 GP, and then boom. You got a new sword there. Could you then theoretically make gemstones in that way? I don't know if I would allow that as a DM. Maybe that's a little too far, but I think it's a, a fun way. And you can even get, like, say you need to make a specific key, provided you have the other key and it's metal, um, you can create it a co- like a copy. Although if it's super specific, I believe you need the original um, during the ritual, but still, there's some really fun stuff you can do. You can, like... An easy, like, you know, in Strahd, the whole Electrum thing can be so frustrating because none of your currency works there, right? Yeah, I have the Vistani act as money changers. Hey, well, now you don't and need they the don't, Vistani. They don't give it, they don't give you, like, the proper, like, right. to, because like any money changer, they got to make money, right? Well, now you so can make normally, proper like, the, bargain. the exchange rate is two Electrum for exact. one gold. They give you, like, one Electrum and I think it's, like, three three silver and some copper anyways it comes out to like you know there's like definitely a good chunk of of uh of money they make they make about like one silver and two copper or something off of every gold coin they change Mm. yeah it's don't need to worry about that anymore you got artisans blessing that's like totally like thomas cook does the same thing if you you know there's lots of like real life businesses that change money that also do the same thing there's like cost of changing money mm. so i don't think the vistani are evil for doing that i think that's just that's just business yeah um but it does mean that the party when they show up in my game in curse of Strahd, that they uh they have they have you know already once they get convert their money less than they started with which wasn't much to begin with mm. um and then what i've done with the prices in game is that any gold rewards that show up in the game i give it to them in only an electrum instead of gold so if it says 100 gold they get 100 electrum instead um but any prices in the book that are listed in, as in gold i just double that for the electrum price so right. they get half as much treasure and everything costs twice as much that's annoying. <laughs> yep. Just kind of keeps keeps their keeps them in check a little bit. But hey, want to ignore that? But it's Curse Use of Strahd. There's, not, there's nowhere to buy anything anyways. You can get the proper value uh, with this feature that this kobold or whatever character you make that is a forged to make cleric. Now you're saying, okay, that's cool. Low levels. What else do I get? Well, at higher levels, not only do you get scaling, not scaling, I guess once you gain an increase to heavy, like while wearing heavy armor, which you're all about, by the way, free proficiency with that and Smith's tools as well. And hey, that heavy you get armor. You a plus one bonus. That, that heavy armor could be made of mithril. Uh, no, I mean, maybe that would take more days and more probably money to make. Well, I was just having a look here. There's no like set rule, but, uh, you know, it sort of suggests that mithril could be, uh, it's really based on its rarity. Um, Is it magical though? Is mithril magical? It's considered uncommon. Oh, well, if it's, that's totally magical, then you can't make it. No, but it's not. Well, I don't think it is actually magical. Well, though. if it's an uncommon rarity, then it's a magic item, no? I guess. Then unfortunately, I mean, it's, you it's inherently it magical, which is why it's listed under the magic items, I suppose, right? Right. So you cannot create it. All right. That yeah. sucks. Forget it. Oh, well. But who cares about I'm mithril? adamantine. Is that also magical? I don't know. If it is, then no, you cannot do that. It has to be non-magical. All right. Well, I'm, I'm less liking your character. <laughs> 
Why, was, why are you so was, tied to this mithril idea? I was what like, happened to us turning things to coins? All right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Coins, good enough. Uh, I, I was kind of like getting excited here. Like, who cares? Mithril's hard to get your hands on. Suddenly I'm like, I have a character who can make it. This is awesome. <laughs> Whatever. You know mithril, what? You mithril know what else ring is awesome? mail, Mithril ring mail that doesn't have any of the stealth disadvantage to it. That's pretty awesome. Not only do you now, while you could theoretically say you're wearing, here's what I built my character with, chainmail since they gain proficiency with it. And as a cleric, you can then pick chainmail. So I believe AC then goes to uh, 16 plus, no, just 16, right? 16. Then but you, 18. But you got to have strength 13 for it. So I'm right. not sure if your kobold's big enough for that. Um, I mean, if you're using the old rules where they get a negative thing, yeah, then poor unfortunately not. But they don't have that but, anymore. Invest a little bit in strength, and this build you could. Looks Ringmail has no strength requirements on it. Uh, Ringmail. Ringmail. What's that? It's one below chainmail. It's heavy wow, armor, AC it. fourteen. That sounds like existing half. That sounds like half plate, but well, it's heavy worse armor. than half plate. It's breastplate without your dex modifier. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it really makes you wonder why, why ringmail. Why does ringmail exist, and why is it sitting at fourteen? I mean, if you're going to have all the the disadvantages on stuff, like breastplate's so much obviously better than ringmail. Like 14 plus dex modifier. Is it and cheaper? No, well, yeah, probably. I'm, I'm going to guess that's going to have to be the the reason that it's it's there. Um, but it's probably heavier, no? It just seems weird to me that... At higher levels, you gain resistance and then eventually immunity to fire damage. While wearing heavy armor, you gain a plus one bonus to AC, as well as, I believe further down the line you can deal extra um fire damage with stuff you hit as well as you know fiery power of the forge i could just see that as like a even like a dragon draconic type empowerment of your your stuff and also super high level while wearing that heavy armor you gain resistance to you know weapon attacks bludging slashing piercing the classic stuff if you're wondering what else you get from the subclass itself uh, as well as some very i think a unique spell list uh, in its own right but at first level sorry Sixth level, you could get 20 AC with your standard old chainmail. Just to back up, though, for a second, you're asking about cost on it? Ringmail? Set of ringmail? Which I know we've, we've established that it's got disadvantage and stealth that sucks and only AC 14. But it only costs 30 GP. Oh, that's pretty cheap. You could make it, theoretically. You could. During that yeah that one hour ritual which not bad i mean it's heavy armor not everybody Wait, gets tell them. me some of the other armors that are technically made of metal that also or that at least contain some metal parts that are that are under or equal to 100 gp to make that you could theoretically make listeners at home if you are a forged domain cleric um we've established that you can make ring mail um, I think most weapons are probably under 100 GP as well, unless you're making something super ceremonial and fancy. Um, I wouldn't imagine anything goes yeah, over that. I need a player's handbook. But is it not? If you look up armor, it should just list prices, no? I don't know. Sometimes I can't always. I'm old. I don't okay. navigate online. <laughs> My right. brain hurts. You do the talking. I'll look it up. I'll do the talking. Uh, what I'm looking for is adventuring gear, which is on page 150. Of the, no, that's okay. I found gear, it. Weapons and armor is looking on up heavy one. armor shows to me that there's four types of heavy armor: ring mail, chain mail, splint, and plate. Uh, so you can theoretically create chain mail. So I mean, this is it on does page one forty-five of the player's handbook. But theoretically, if you you know just put down seventy-five GP in a little pile, you could sh- 
during one hour ritual, turn it into a chain mail. But honestly, like ring mail being 30 GP, a chain shirt, which is only medium armor, which gives you 13 plus your dex modifier and no disadvantage on stealth does seem to me to be a better option to go for. If you have dexterity. Well, I mean, I know it's an extra 20 GP, but again, if we're just making this out out of swords and weapons we've picked up off of, you know, yeah. bandits we've been fighting you get to an old like battlefield just pick up everyone's Ooh, swords and baby melt it down that's it's a gold Ooh. mine yeah that's pretty good you take up steal someone's breastplate that's an easy 400 gp you know two days break it down yeah well and that's i think what gold. we were originally thinking it's the breaking it down idea that we originally were talking about this idea of like what if you hunt down and, and killed a golem yeah uh, you'd like particularly an iron hunt golem. down an iron golem which, I mean, wrong. Those things are super tough. Yeah, let me look at even other constructs you could hunt down as well. I can't, that, the idea of hunting down, down and, constructs that were terrorizing the land, and say. Just <laughs> turning them into gold coins. Um, and there's others, like, you know, what about, like, in Descent to Avernus, like, there's the big, you know, yeah. mega machine things okay. that you get to drive around. Or um, even Eberron, there's, like, talk of these Colossus uh, Warforged, you know, that you could find and tear apart like this character could be in a lot of different settings where there are these kind of big piles of metal lying around that mm. and that's i think in my when I, when I was first thinking about this build like what i got excited about was this idea of that they were essentially doing this act of of devotion that converted what was scrap mm. into something precious and and that's that's pretty holy sort of kind of cool religiousy thing to be to be doing. And I think yeah. for for a, a, and I don't know why again I keep thinking of this a kobold. It seems righteous. It seems really cool. Um, more so than again if we we did the dwarf forge domain, it, it sort of feels like I don't know just different somehow yeah it feels like it's too religious somehow all of a sudden and like well, all just, about it's you just know, different it's just too about, serious you yeah know? The, but the funny idea about it yeah like they, the idea that the dwarf would be making something would definitely be making something serious it's just like we're looking at now like saying hey you could make chain mail hey you could make this where i still think that the coolest thing the gold would do is mm. make gold yeah you could melt down certain homunculi perhaps yes it's really about the other way around defenders. it's not so much about making the chain mail it's about finding some chain mail and then and turning making it gold. Into, exactly. Mono drones, I think, could you could say that they're made of metal. Flying daggers. Um, I wonder what else. So if you find a knight who's got, a, who's got plate mail, yeah. you're hauling plate mail around, given the fact that you can only do while 100 per short. While they're sleeping? Suddenly they have like, well, they have to take it off when they sleep, right? You right. don't get a full rest within, while wearing heavy armor. So, yeah, the, the, half, the full plate becomes half plate. Mm. after a while after about seven days they're like wait a sec turning to me pieces of this thing turn piddlewick two into coins um the metal parts of him maybe um anvil rot raptored i mean there's some look up some of the things that are theoretically made of metal there are so many things especially now with the new candle keep it seems like there's more constructs than ever uh as well animated armor you could try and melt that apart i think iron golem is obviously the the coolest one there's things like bronze scouts um i think maybe flesh golems not so much doesn't really make as much sense uh to me but all the quadrones tri drone or whatever they're called from 
from Mechanist. Check out our Outer Planes video as well, or podcast, if you want to know more about that. It would all be fun things to melt down into gold, I'm sure. Some actual gods won't be so happy about that, but hey, who cares what they think, right? Yeah. Um, well, you know, one of the constructs from uh, Mad Mage is this animated statue. But then that makes me also just think, any town that you enter in that's got a statue in it, mm. watch out. Yeah. You know, like you come out in the morning and it like the statue's like missing a hand or an arm or something. Yeah, that's all they were able to like transmute overnight because <laughs> it's like so valuable that they like, or like they come over like the course of several days, you know, they start hollowing it out without like trying to people, well, they like, just getting people like, to notice. Well, they like religious ceremony in front of it and a chunk of it just like gets converted into the gold pieces. Into, into You're gold like clattering. Ching, 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 ching. They're off. I think of also things like oak and bolter. I mean, also just look up constructs. Have a lot of this art's very cool. Um, but I'm trying to think, are there other tomb guardians? Those things look cool. You could probably melt those down. Also, the living spells count as constructs. Did you know that? Uh, shield guardians. <laughs> those are a little bit more obtainable than even golems. So I could think you could actually probably melt down a shield guard and find one easier. I'm trying to think of like taking something so threatening as like a construct. And just like being like, you are my, you are gold to me. Like just seeing it as like pure money. Like yeah, I mean, Shardalan isn't dragon. There a, isn't there a thing about how um, how hard it is to make a golem? Like you've got to find a particular book, right? Ah, oh, it's uh, so challenging for the construction of it. And then it's like a year of time, and then like a hundred thousand in gold or something. Like it's yeah, ridiculous. It's crazy. Like it's, it's ridiculous. Um, what you got to put into it. So I don't know if that means you could get like the, my my first thought was that that was how much you could get back out of it again, and if you had like a stash of of it, you could just like every day, whatever you you can in your downtime, pull off a few hundred GP. Classic cadaver collector. I think that could be a fun one to try and melt down because it's also going to have a bunch of like swords stuck in it as well. Usually that you could probably melt down. Um, hellfire engines, uh, iron golems, steel predators. I'd love to see someone try and melt down a Marut, which is like this like universal lawbringer, hmm. AC or sorry CR twenty five. They just like take this thing out and start <laughs> turning it into little gold pieces. <laughs> it's so funny. There's a, there's something called an iron cobra, which, mm. um, you know, that sounds you know sort of like gnomes put together this you know snake like creature to I don't know to defend them or whatever. And then, you know, this the kobolds come along and melt it down for money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sort of ridiculous. I, I think that's why I, I sort of love the character build whenever we make sort of something a little bit offbeat, kind of like that. But, hey, I, I, I chose to go with um, plate, sorry, chain mail, which you can also make during the ritual as well if you yes. provide 50 GP. And I will have 20 AC. Yeah, it's a good build. With the magical bonus if I give it to myself, you know, or I give someone else a slightly better weapon, you know, a little bit more magical, or I give myself a magical weapon, you know. That fighter who's struggling doing any magical damage at all, suddenly, boom, your weapon's silvered. Boom, your weapon's plus one, you know. Yeah, all of those a, things can a help. Forge, a Forge Domain Cleric, if, you know, I think if played really creatively like this, uh, is nothing but a boon to the mm. party. It's so much, so many good things you can do roleplay-wise. Oh. I have a crazy uh, idea. Multi-class transmuter wizard where you can turn wood, stone into metal. 
and then you turn that metal and it's irretrievably coalescing. So it doesn't just pop back from minor alchemy, theoretically, from the use of the word irretrievably. So you could take a tree and turn it into golden pieces now. In which in that case, yeah. Chop yeah. down a tree, melt, turn that top <laughs> metal, and melt that metal into gold. God, how terrifying. This is the true power of transmutation magic right here. Fortunes. And meanwhile, your DM is trying to run this like cool Serious story. Cool, yeah, and you're just and you're just like along the way. Okay, all you're so doing I is like down the tree. how and much the tree how much metal. like stuff can I turn gold. into gold? Does he have any metal on him? Yeah, yeah he's like, <laughs> that's kind of oh cool my. though. I think that's kind of fun. Suddenly, I mean, it's, it's a little suddenly it's a little make, like bit like Magneto in uh, the X Men where they have to put yeah. him someplace where there's absolutely no metal of any sort. Everything's going to be made of like like ceramics and and plastics and you know polymers and things that you know he can't control magnetically. Mm. Um, and it's a bit like the same for for this. Uh, forged domain cleric that their obsession with metal that's funny uh i really think it's got to be one of those things as well like how you choose and pick your spells um i'd be picky and choosing stuff that helped me mm. like locate metal <laughs> yeah i don't know if there's what we have cleric wise that could do that uh well, if, oh, the fact that you could theoretically dip two levels into wizard pick up minor alchemy where you can turn wood or stone stone everywhere well, into talked, iron copper we've talked about silver. this before as well the the cleric wizard combo build is super awesome if you don't try to use it for attacking with both right because like having a really good uh spell attack modifier in both intelligence and wisdom is really hard right mm. um if you're just trying to use uh like spells that don't like that are just helper spells like that, like a transmutation or just converting something, then it's fine. Um, Jeez. But yeah. You could chop down a tree and make someone like a hunk of like, imagine like an entire thick log. I mean, I'm sure you've seen lumber companies, mm -hmm. like a, a big log like that, turn like a cubic foot of that into silver, you know? And then turn that silver, because that's easy, a cubic foot of silver, well, yeah, I guess, but why not? It would just go straight to gold. like. Well, because I want to then turn that into a piece of armor. I'm saying I cut down a tree, make a piece of armor from it. Sure. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> well, don't Forge Domain get, um, like, Fabricate? At some uh, point? They do eventually at higher levels. Yeah, and Fabricate's a fantastic spell. But this is a fourth-level build. You're a fourth-level character, and you're bending reality to your will yeah. to make any metal object of your choice. Uh, how much is a cubic foot of silver? Okay, and then 60.31 pounds silver price. Theoretically, it would give you in pounds. Are we using Troy Pound? Oh, God. So confusing, the whole pound system. Yeah, yeah. Troy, Troy pounds are actually different from regular pounds. So what in USD, it's around 252,000. 1,000 for a, a cubic foot of, a of cubic pure silver. foot of pure silver. Nice. Do you think that's 100, averages around 100 GP? Uh, well, I think there's a site out there somewhere that does a uh, conversion of 
modern prices to GP prices. I, I, this is a little bit of a tricky okay, build. This is this a way. whole okay. As We're a going DM, down too far the rabbit as hole. A DM, almost as now. a DM, you're gonna be like, yeah. oh my god, what am I? How much am I gonna allow? Really? <laughs> um, I don't want to be doing math that slows me down this much at the table. Well, this is it, this is um, up to the player. The player comes with a sheet ahead of time. I've done the math. Yeah, you agree upon it with your DM. This feels like some Reddit. Do, thread. do, do a negotiation with them, like away from the table, so that they're like, okay, yes, you can get that. You can do that that's okay as well that's good that's good you know like pre-approve like a big list of stuff um if they have the patience for your madness um and if they do god bless that dm yeah. and stay with right. them because you are lucky to find somebody <laughs> who will play with your crazy um and to all the dms out there who say yes and to their players um good on you folks that's how you play D. It's sometimes it's weird and it's crazy and it's messy and your players want to do whack stuff. Mm. You just take your judgment and ask yourself, are they breaking the game by making lots of gold? Probably not. Well, um, what, a little bit. What's, what's the worst maybe they're going to do? Module, they're going to buy, they're going to buy stuff. Well, it's also up to you as a DM to decide where the stores are and what's in stock. So the whole, the whole XP by gold system is suddenly broken, but yeah, well we don't typically do that anyways, but yeah. Um, XP's always been a bit of a broken system. Anywho, no matter how you decide to do it, it's never, you know, yeah. perfectly fair. But, um, and it, I'm not even sure what perfectly fair means in D&D. And if frankly. you're saying, well, you can't make coins because it has to be a solid object. Okay, wait till we're seventh level cleric where we can turn fabricate and take a pure chunk of gold and then make that into finer materials such as gold coins or whatever you know that does now take a fourth I, level spell thought as well but just having a quick look at my uh now it's legit my spells though as a as a cleric locate object second level that's how you find metal baby yeah does locate object but that does it have to be a specific like what is the parameters of that so locate do, do, object that even says describe or name an object that is familiar to you you sense Gold, the direction metal. to the object's location as long as the object is with 100 feet of you. If the object is in motion, you know the direction of its movement. The spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you've seen it up close in 30 feet. Alternately, the spell can locate the nearest object of a particular Ooh. kind, <laughs> such as a certain kind of apparel, jewelry, furniture, tool, or weapon, or let's just say... It is on the cleric spell list. Metal. Any metal. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a little forked twig that you pull out is the component for it. A little divining, uh, you know what I mean? A little like divining stick. Instead of holding it, instead of like the stick starts steering you around, like this way, this way. Um, the spell can't, can't locate any object if any thickness of lead. But what if you're looking it. for lead? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm not getting any readings. What do you mean there's some right here? Is the only thing you can't detect with this spell is lead? That's funny. <laughs> Um, or maybe if you do, if maybe that's just your workaround. If something's being hidden by lead, you're like, show me where the lead is. Okay. Let me see where the lead is at. Yeah. Cause where Cause I can is. still use lead. It's still metal. It's metal. Hee <laughs> Um, yeah. So I think definitely this is a, there's my, there's your go-to spell, um, burning a lot of locate object for like metal, please. 10 yeah. minutes of concentration to find all the metal you can after a fight or whatever. <laughs> No metal goes oh unfound. That's, that's awesome. So, that's hilarious. That's awesome. Yeah. Always got to have a second second level uh, second level spell slot. Uh, yeah. 
just in case. Money making subclass. Uh, you know, augury maybe as well. You could, could if you do. Could, if you could sort of ask, you know, if I which Real. way do I go for if I go this way, will I find more metal? Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Ask what your communing is. Yeah. Do you sense gold in this direction? I think that's quite a cute subclass idea. Yep. Even just for a character. Anyway, so I think that's this build more or less. Whole build. I mean, you without, us, without with us getting into like nitty gritty of no. spell lists or and even how like you'd that. role play this. I think we've sort of touched on it a little bit, you know, but thinking about, you know, playing into the, the greedy or even not even greedy. As I, said, I, don't, I don't think it's even greedy. I think their whole thing is their devotion to the ritual of converting metal into gold. And it's just you play it as just like I do this prayer as many times a day as I can. You know, at least once, but if I can do it four times, that's even better. And yeah, yeah, sure, we end up with gold, but yeah, maybe they're not even greedy about the gold. Maybe they are quite altruistic. Maybe they're like, they always give the gold to the, out to the rest of the members of the party. They distribute it equally amongst everybody mm. around them and, and NPCs and people in the tavern. Maybe it drives the party nuts how much gold the cleric just gives away, you know, to help orphans and things that they find in their path. But but while they're going through the orphanage, the rogue has been nicking all the little metal apparel. And yeah. then as they're leaving the orphanage, we got all our money back. <laughs> hey, it's win-win for a situation for everyone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're like, where did the knives and forks go? We got this bag of gold from that nice kobold. You but... can buy way nicer forks and knives now, trust me. <laughs> we just uh, have to replace everything again. It's like, what are we doing? It's funny. It is funny. It is, and I think that's kind of the funny, the, the comical sort of. There's a sort of uh, there's a ridiculousness to it, but. especially if you go that full breaking transmuter wizard combo of taking wood or stone. Like I think in a kobold's world, stone is like dirt. You know, it's just yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And you could just take heaps of it and turn it to like then turn that to silver and turn that to gold. Just ridiculous. If your DM allows it, of course. I mean, I don't see why not. You can turn it to any non-magical metal object. Yeah. A bar of gold is a non-magical metal object. Yeah, I mean, you you basically for quick D and D conversion, you're reducing silver by one tenth its size to gold. Sure. In, but the, in this conversion, I, the thing about minor alchemy is that that's not a value-based thing. It's just a everything. The solid thing becomes yeah. a solid other thing. And that's kind of what I when I first thought, read the forge thing I mean, it's good that we kind of clarified it here but my first thought was you were going to be able to do that with the forge domain which was way broken mm. i thought oh my god that's nuts so i can like especially when i suddenly thinking mithril was was not magical yeah. and then we could do that then i'm like this is crazy broken i can take big lumps of lead and turn it to mithril i oh, am the greatest crazy. philosopher stone ever. but now if you multi-class wizard and cleric i guess it was alchemy a long time was a little bit mix of devout um, and yeah. study to so, get the philosopher's stone yeah. this little kobold <laughs> killing constructs and stealing silverware since fifth edition since <laughs> uh, xanathar's guide all right wow all right, I think folks. we'll leave that there this week. I hope this has inspired you to think... To think Forge Domain in any way. Or even just to revisit maybe the very first build that you did. Yeah. In, and think, and okay, try and recreate if I'm it doing it now, today yeah. with how, how much more I know this? about <laughs> D&D, how, yeah. how can I do it so that it's it's such a, a different mm. uh, character? And, and a lot of it comes down to just finding that one class feature that you'd 
you kind of overlooked. Yeah, yeah. That you kind of just dismissed it before you're like, yeah, okay, that's kind of cool, but I don't know if I'd ever use that in game. Mm. And you probably, if you think that it's true, if you think I'm not going to use that in game, you won't. But if you think I'm going to make it my life's mission (laughs) every time we sit down to play to make sure this comes out, then it will, it Mm. will. And it'll become part of your trademark for that character. And uh, hopefully generate some laughs around the table that everybody has a good time with it. Um, that you're not, don't be a jerk about it, obviously. Don't ruin other people's fun um, with your goofy ideas. No. Try to find a way to make sure that that the whole party um, is having a good time with it. And even the DM, even if they're rolling their eyes and, oh my God, how do I get players like this? That that it does kind of work into the story. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you're, you're pushing the story forward with your characters all the time. Yeah. Focus on the role play more than the mechanics, I'd say, is an easy way. And, like, respect people's boundaries, of course. You know, if you get caught up in, okay, so 655 pounds converts to, yeah, you know, don't, it's like... Yeah, don't oh, spend time doing math you know? at the table. Just the DM makes a jurisdiction, and you roll with it, you know? Yeah, like, just let them... Whatever they say, you take it and go. Um, yeah, keep it simple. Advance work stuff out with them, what it's going to be. And, and if they, they, if they yeah. say no, I'm not letting you turn things into gold, then you have to accept that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe talk to them then a little about what what could you do? What kind of other workaround thing could still be fun and interesting? Yeah. Uh, otherwise, this isn't much of a like. If you can't if you can't do that, then this kind of loses the the fun of this. The fun film. magic weird. Yeah. So don't be a DM that kills all the fun. Yeah, but I could see how this could quickly break someone's session, break someone's world. Just. I suppose if the players money were hoarding generator. the money, money if, the, if they were hoarding the money um, and then used it to buy something enormous, maybe, but eh, I don't know. I mean, you, as a DM, you typically hand out treasure anyways. So this is just a, one more way the players are figuring out how to get treasure on their own. And mm. like I said, in a, in a game like I have with Curse of Strahd, where treasure is is few and far between, but also places to spend it are few and far between, having having a character in that game who's generating lots of coin. Um, yeah. And again, it might just be tricky for them because if they're just generating raw gold coins, um, but if they're making Electrum, that's cool. They could do Electrum's that. Electrum's metal. Yep, no? sure is. And if they can make it with the, they can make 200, with the right Electrum, minted no. stamp on them, then yeah, well, I suppose why sure, not? It doesn't say anything about what shape it can be. It well, can I be. suppose you can't make, it has to be one magical object. So they'd have to be seventh level. If you really, if you wanted to go super raw, you'd create a fine 200 g i I suppose 200 electrum bar of electrum right 100 gp worth yeah or you uh, use fabricate to melt that into coins because fabricate you can make you know as fine precision you could make yeah like maybe there's limits to it but i believe you can make weaponry and stuff it's written kind of broadly enough that you can do whatever you as long as you've got the materials you can turn it i believe there are some things where you need the material like if you would need tools then you have to have those tools but smithing should be able to make coins no yeah i think so i mean a mint typically would have like back a particular day, press yeah. of some sort, like that you would hammer something into, like that. But in would fantasy times, the... sure enough, how would they make coins? Yeah, well, they would do this. Myth, no. Yeah, but again, they would have a they would have a, a press, a thing that they would go into yeah. just to push the the imprint into the metal. All right, folks, thank you for joining us on this weird rambling exploration <laughs> of the hilarity of transmutation, the forged domain. You like going outside of the typical ideas for what clerics can do and what forged domain clerics especially can do and revisiting a little bit of your past 
Um, yeah, if you excuse me, I'm just gonna go and uh, convert this uh, iron golem over here into into a small fortune. All right, folks. See you next cha-ching, week. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> bye, bye, everyone.